TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. They come into Dallas. They had them their first loss here all year. And the number seven seed. This young team surprising everyone by making the playoffs, and now they're on the divisional to take on the number one seed, 49. All right, who is that? Who's that talk? What's his name? Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart. I couldn't remember. I, I know that he's the, the number one crew. The Fox. Well, Greg Olson's keeping Greg uh, Brady's seat warm over oh, there. So depressing. Just leave him there. Make come a three man booth. Can we admit Brady is not going to do it? He's not going to do it. You don't think? No. Oh, come on. No. Can't wear the white pants in the Hamptons. Yeah, white that's fair. And, and do that at the same time. All I right. do think he'd be pretty good. I do think you do? he would be good. Yeah, I do. Well, it's your prerogative to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Rob Bradford. That's Mike Cadillac, WEI.com. Joe Braverman behind the glass. So when we're going through yesterday or this weekend, it's it's all about the social media. That's what the kids say. It's all about the social media. And by the way, you, you didn't tell me that I was wearing this hat and I had put coaching change isn't boring. Yeah. My baseball isn't boring shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, hat. I was the entire show is doing a hat with something taped on. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing the coaching changes and boring show. I figure. Yeah, but this is four hours of coaching change. Go check my. Imagine uh, if we were on Twitch today. I know. I know. I know. It would be every. Speaking of social media, it would be all over the place. Yeah, like it would be. It would be viral. But this when they would go. That would be good. We should be on Twitch today. Eh, I know. know. How are they being so? I do these awaken one eighty ads. To show, like, that I tell, I just went on this cruise and took my shirt off, right? I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm not, I'm doing a show without my shirt on right now. <laughs> I feel like people should see this. This is the product yeah. of Awaken 180. Right. So but it's not there. Well, it's too bad. You know, dare to dream. <laughs> anyway, in social media, there was two things. There was two things that dominated in the world of the NFL. There was everything Taylor Swift. There was the coat. There was the, how is she going to look through the window? Yep. There was the swaying back and forth. Ugh. It was all awesome. It, it, well, yeah. I can deal with Taylor <laughs> Swift. I can't deal with Patrick Mahomes' wife. I'm sorry. That's just me. See, I, 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 that's what I still don't understand. People, people just love to be mad. Like, wh- why, don't, why don't you like Brittany Mahomes? Well, it's not that I don't like her. It's just that 
I, I just feel I, I have these these little images of her doing things which you know like that, that, that she's prioritizing in life. That's fair. Which I wouldn't like. For instance, when she was on the field in Foxborough, there's a video of her posing for her Instagram, mm-hmm. and just really. And I know everybody does it, but I just gotta make the money. It just feels, and it also feels like, and this isn't fair to her. I I apologize to the whole Mahomes <laughs> family. It isn't fair to her, but. When when Taylor Swift comes in there, if this was if this was the girlfriend of the backup punter, like she's not gravitating to right. whoever that is. And that, that's that's my problem. So anyway, that's me. That's me. Right. My point is is that what dominated everything on social media was all things Taylor Swift and the photoshops of Bill Belichick in Dallas Cowboys gear. Yep. Uh, so which is which was better? <laughs> which was, I mean, which well, it was the Belichick stuff. Well, let, let me ask you this, in all sincerity, which actually gained more traction on social media? Because both were really super powerful things on social media. Like the Taylor Swift thing is always powerful. Right. But it was with the jacket, with the playoff game, with the everything else. But Belichick, as that game went on, especially the way that Green Bay got off to the early start, that's all you had was was Bill Belichick. Even, you know, he's, going, he's going there. Even before the game started, there was rumblings of, well, if Dallas chokes in the playoffs yet again, maybe Bill will land there. And so this, the literal second Green Bay scored that opening drive touchdown and made it, made it 6 nothing before the extra point. <laughs> There was memes and Belichick and the the uh, the gif where he walks out of the tunnel in Detroit and he's you know he has the binoculars at the combine that just went rogue. I do think that was more, I guess, impactful than Taylor Swift because we'd seen the Taylor Swift stuff before. You yeah. never really see Belichick full like Bel- Belichick hates social media. He hates Insta face. He hates yeah, uh, yeah, all that stuff. But I, yeah, no, that was uh, it was impactful. It it went rogue, and I really think there's some. Vil- vil- validity to it. I do think that he could actually end up as the head coach of the Okay. Boys. Mike Cadlick. Yo. Genius. Me. Other than whatever take you just had, which I <laughs> said it's your progress to be wrong. What was that? I already forgot. I don't even know. It's come and gone. Because you're right so much. <laughs> give me give me give me your power ranking. This is this is like we're we're spoiling the lead here. This yeah. is all that's important. Yep. Of all the conversations we've had about the Patriots today. This is it. This is it. This is the peak. Power rank where do you think Belichick will end up? All right. I am going to go number – are we going top to bottom? One to five or five yeah, to one? Yeah, the, the number one place you think he'll end up. Dallas, Texas. Okay. Number one. Number two, Atlanta. Ugh. Number three, the Chargers. Number four, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, I think those are the three places he goes. Eagles? I don't think they're going to move on from Syria. No? I really don't. I, I understand it, and I, I've heard that. And I heard it elsewhere um, where someone said, and it made a good point about Nick Sirianni, was if Sirianni was fired from Philly, are people going to be knocking down the door to hire him? I don't think so. And so is he real? Like that team's really good and Roseman's put together a great team, but does Sirianni really help or hurt that team all that much? I don't think so. So maybe they do look at it and they lose. If they lose uh, to uh, next week or tonight. Tonight. Jesus, I'm losing my mind. At Tampa Bay. If they lose tonight, tonight at Tampa, Tampa Bay. One, I'm losing it. If they lose tonight, do they actually move on from Sirianni? I don't know. I don't. That would make it like normally they wouldn't. But Jeffrey 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 Lurie, yeah, is the type of guy. And 
who has pro- you know a local guy, semi-local guy here. Yep. Has it, obviously everyone admires Belichick, but the idea of Belichick, the idea of winning championships with Belichick, all of the same thing that Jerry Jones is thinking. But if it wasn't for Belichick, I say no. There's no chance. There's no chance. You're not like mm-hmm. replacing the coach with with Mike Vrabel. You're right. not. But it Bel- it's Belichick. It, this is what it comes back to. It's Belichick. And for Belichick, this is the other question, which is, all right, which one, if, if all these teams that we mentioned yeah. said we're interested, which one does he choose? And you had mentioned the Falcons, mm-hmm. and I, I forget if it was Andy Hart or, uh, or Shime who said this, but I'm like, I agree. Don't do that. Don't, don't. Do, that's, that's a pretty good team though, uh, in, a, in a weak division. Okay. The NFC South States. Desmond Ritter's your quarterback. They'll get a new one. Go get Kirk Cousins. You go get Kirk Cousins. I know he's 35 and off an Achilles, but take that out of the conversation for a second. Kirk Cousins, who I don't like. I have been anti-Kirk Cousins ever since he left Washington. Thought he got too Did much. Did you watch mo- the Netflix special? No, I didn't. That, w- that probably would have changed Watch that. Mind. It'll I'm, totally change Yeah, I know. Mind. You're probably right. He's but, the best. But anyway, I've been anti-Kirk, but I do think with that team in Atlanta, Belichick, they have... They spent first round picks on the on offense the last three the years. The point is Belichick is, would have no clue what to do in a good way. If they're not good, it's so boring. Yeah, I guess. If they're if they're not good in Dallas, it's it's a lot of It's point. so delicious. That's why that's number one on my and list. Honestly, he has to go to Dallas. Yeah. In in San Diego, Jim Harbaugh is going out there to interview. He's gonna end up yeah, there. Yeah, he is. Harbaugh's gonna end up there. So I'll power rank in terms of where he will end up. I'll say Dallas. Okay. I'll say Philadelphia. Interesting. I'll say, and I guess Atlanta. I mean, it's it's just because Blank wants him so much. In terms of where Belichick wants to go, I think if Philadelphia opened up, there that's yeah. where he would end up. It's too good a team. I mean, it's yeah, that team's that's a wagon. It. That's and they've it. they've lost like you know five out of the last six or whatever, and so they could feasibly move on from Sirianni. Yeah. It's uh, uh, they started ten and one and now they are they're eleven and six. Uh, who, I can't wait to talk to our guy at twelve forty. Yeah, in Dallas, that's gonna be good. Oh my goodness, I, I need to because it. You talk about the social media storm that happened yesterday. That's all from our perspective, New England area guys. We're Belichick and Belichick. I want to see what the attitude from Dallas is and if they actually want to move on from McCarthy and if they oh. actually want Belichick to oh. replace him. Oh. Uh, do they you want to move on from McCarthy? Okay, but do they? Sorry, do they want Bill to be the replacement? Oh, of course they do. All right, do. so then we're going to have some fun at 12 yeah, Well, I mean, they don't want Dan Quinn to be the replacement. Dude, he was a he was getting co- head coaching <laughs> you know, talks left and right before the oh. weekend, and now they let up 45 points. By the way, Jay Glazer, Jay Glazer, I was watching after the post game. Yeah. And it's funny because you can always tell sort of where the people's breads are buttered. Sure. Jay Glazer was, oh, hey. Avert your eyes from this game for Dan Quinn. He's still awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's still uh No, like nobody who, who analyzed that game wouldn't say that at least this put a little bit of dent oh, yeah. in the Dan Quinn 100%. conversation. This is another one we didn't bring up with Belichick. Seattle? Eh, no. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just throwing I, it can up you imagine there. him in those lime green in like a lime green hoodie or whatever with cut off lime green sleeves? Phil Knight? No. Yeah. Fair. I mean, Sonny Ficaro coming in. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, what about if he goes to the Chargers and you see the sky powder blue ooh, yeah. on him? That would be good, though. I can't see him with the Chargers. I think, again... I'm with you. It's going to be Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Is, he's going there today. This isn't a coincidence that he's going there. And 
Jim Harbaugh has has accomplished what he needs to accomplish. College football has become more of a headache than ever, and nobody knows that more than Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you saw John Harbaugh say, you know, say, "Hey, you know what? We did have scouts at that game. You're allowed to do that in the oh, NFL." Yeah. Um, so there, it's the same reason Saban's moving on. Saban's moving on because this is a headache. Yeah, unless you're. These guys who are making $10 million, you, you have no option of going to the NFL. It's a headache. Yeah. If, you have, if you have a chance to not go under all these rules, oh, my goodness, you can scout? Yeah. You want to feel old? Well, it makes <laughs> me do, feel old. I do every day. Jim Harbaugh has – this was Jim Harbaugh's ninth season at Michigan. I feel like he just got no, there. No, I'll tell you how the Jim Harbaugh thing makes me feel old. When someone reminds me he coached at San Diego State. Oh, yeah. That was before Sanford, right? Before yeah, Stanford. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that. I do remember him at Stanford. Well, you weren't born yet. I wasn't born in, yet. In fairness. You, if you were, you were quarterbacking at Worcester State. <laughs> Text line. Interesting nugget. How about Buffalo for Bill Belichick? Oh, that's another one. If Buffalo loses today to the Steelers, would they move on from McDermott? That's another one. And would he go to Buffalo? Takes the Drew Bledsoe I think they would be stupid to move on from McDermott. Like I think it's, so, too. It, this is, falls under the Suriani thing, which is like... How can you go from good coach to bad coach? Right. So, so, and I know that that McDermott had that stupid thing about nine eleven that right. was dumb. Very which dumb. he admitted it was dumb, but still, he, he's a, he's a good coach. What about the Jets? <laughs> now that would be something. <laughs> well, if the Jets if the Jets aren't good next year, yeah, they're gonna be looking for another coach. That's a hot take. Why wouldn't? No, it's not a hot take. I know. That's, I'm, I'm that's, joking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, so I don't. Belichick loves Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves Bill Belichick. Oh, I like where you're going with this. The Jets haven't made a move at head coach because maybe they were waiting out Bill Belichick. They keep talking about these mystery teams. Schefter's mentioned a mystery team. I think it's Philadelphia's a mystery team. Or it could have been Dallas as well, in theory. Yeah, But that's not really a mystery because everyone knows Mike McCarthy's still. When's Mike McCarthy get fired? Honestly, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. Mm. It's already noontime. Maybe Jerry Jones and Steven are taking the holiday, but I wouldn't have been surprised if I woke up this morning and saw a notification that he had already been canned. By the time... Probably should have been fired at halftime. Exactly. That's when the Bill Belichick meme was coming out saying that he was coming out for halftime. By the time the effects of this five-hour energy (laughs) I'm about to take wear off, will he be fired? No free ads. Uh, Well, Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're trying to get him. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'm going to go with no. I don't know why. Yeah, but well, that's why we have someone if it's from not Dal- done by now. That's why we have someone from Dallas coming on at twelve forty. It's been a great show so far. It's been an absolute great show. Plenty to talk about. A million different things to talk about. We haven't even got to my two thousand eleven Red Sox correlation. I'm excited for that. Well, there's we got to wait for the chicken and beer to get in from lunch. Oh, that's that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's first person. Um, <laughs> all right, this I'm Rob Bradford. That's Mike Cadillac. Joe Braverman behind the glass. Right now, we got a trend. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you ask Jerry Jones questions about Bill Belichick, his face lights up. I do know the utmost respect that, that Jerry Jones has for Bill Belichick. I, you know, you're talking about one of the greatest coaches to ever, you know, go out and coach him up. And so, you know, I don't know. I mean, to me, we talked about this on our radio show the other day. I asked a question like, if you had a choice between Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick right now, who are you taking? And everyone on our show, well, we're taking Belichick. We're taking Belichick, you know. So, yeah, I, I think that the I, I think that the uh, <laughs> the fan base here would welcome something like that. And, and, but like I say, I know there's a very, 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 very good relationship between Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones, and a lot of respect uh, I know on both sides of the ledger for those two gentlemen. What, what are you trying to say with that music about people from Dallas? Show. Everything you come back with has a theme, has a cause. He's very good at that. I like just that. expect Bill Belichick in a cowboy hat. And just Ooh, I would love that. He, oh, if he doesn't do that in the press conference, he isn't trying. Do you remember when uh, Mike Vrabel did the hat a couple weeks ago? They were honoring uh, Bob oh, yeah. Phillips, I yeah, believe. That's with right. The, yeah, with the Houston Oilers yeah. uniforms, and he wore the cowboy hat. Yep. That's by the way. Maybe he goes to Dallas. Maybe he's a a candidate for Dallas. Not a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, Brian Broaddus of 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Yeah, by the way, this is from Ken and Curtis all the way back in July. Oh, yeah. They were talking about this in July. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he mentioned uh, the relationship with between Belichick and Jerry Jones. Mm. Jason Garrett said the same thing last night on uh, Sunday Night Football's pregame show, saying that they do have a good relationship. Now, the working relationship obviously could get interesting. Two alpha males who want final say over the roster, but the fact that they have a previous relationship and have built that makes this even, you know, all that more interesting. I love the Jason Garrett. I don't think he's a great guy on the games. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little stiff. He's very cookie cutter. Very cookie. I don't think he's terrible. The, the the worst broadcast of all time this year was him, Jack Collinsworth, and him. Oh yeah, that was that was not good. That was awful. But but I would be. I am interested in hearing how, what it's like to work for Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah. I would like to. Can we get Bill, Bill Bill Parcells on the line? Is that possible? Let's get Bill Parcells on the line because this is a this is a great guy to have on. I mean, same situation. Yep. Jerry Jones saying, hey, come in. It's your deal. We need to win. Right. You're the guy who has won. Same sort of thing 100%. all over again. And, and maybe that's what we can ask Bobby Belt when he comes on uh, at 1240. And he's also of 105.3, uh, the fan down in Dallas. What that's like. Is it the same sort of deal? Right. Is it the same sort of desperation? Mike McCarthy wasn't. He was a nice hire. And he's done a nice job. They've won 12 games in three straight years. They're a good team. 
They're a very good football team. And then they get to the playoffs and they puke all over themselves like that freaking scene from Family Guy when they all can't stop puking. That's what the Cowboys look like the second they hit the postseason. It's Brian and Stewie and Peter and Lois just puking all over their bodies. Okay, think about and they're they're doing it over the like fifty dollar nachos and the seventy dollar margarita right. and the helmet at, 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 at Jerry World. It, all those people. Yep. That is the biggest sad trombone of all time. That <laughs> to go to that game Dude. as a Dallas Cowboys fan mm-hmm. is would have been unbelievable. Two things from that game yesterday. One, the videos of all the fans rushing in when the gates opened. Yeah, uh, that, Are there not assigned? No, that seats didn't make any sense. I don't understand. I feel that like that. All. I feel like that was a stock footage from somebody that Adam Schefter took the bait. Yeah, on. that probably. Yeah. Um, the uh, bake sale at Lois would. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> one down. I know somebody who won't be having any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel funny. Well, I feel fine. I guess I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the scene at Jerry World yes, yesterday. Exactly. The other thing was, uh, and thanks for that, Joe. That, that's exactly what I was talking about. Um, uh, players were not players. Fans were leaving at like midway through the second quarter. Yeah, there, there were I scenes went too. Of, I know there were it scenes of guys over. just walking up, and it, you see the game clock behind them, and it's like fourteen nothing Green Bay, and they're like, "We're done. It's over. See you later." They rush the field three hours before, and they go down two scores, and it's bye bye. We know exactly what this is. You know what's let's let's ask uh, let's ask Bobby Belt when he comes on, which is 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 it it's okay because the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Yeah, yeah right. It's okay. You think anybody feels that way? Exa- yeah. No, 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 not at all. All right, Kevin in Brookline, what's going on, Kevin? How you doing? Hey, Bradford. Great to hear you guys today. Um, Bradford, really, really happy today that uh, a voice of reason is coming about calling Kraft uh, out that he's going to have to measure up to uh, the team that you follow, the Red Sox. I mean, Kraft, like you said, uh, eloquently said that, you know, at the end of the day, he's responsible for every decision. And he's been living under the cloak of darkness because of Belichick. And for it's easy, for, like for the, 20, the previous 20 years when they were winning, no one said anything to Kraft about anything. Do you think... Here's my question to you. Do you think the days of knowing no one ever questioning the Patriots about the price of their tickets, how much they spend on this or they spend on that, how much it costs to park, how much it costs a family of four to go to a Patriots game? You know, Bob has never had an answer to that stuff because they won. But Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that his day of reckoning is coming and he should be treated like all the others. And I agree with you. I laughed out loud when you said about the sitting on the metal benches and you don't want to hear it anymore. Okay. Too bad, Bob. You had you had tickets of the fifty yard line back when the place was a dump, and you only paid twenty five bucks a ticket. And you want to make it sound it was a luxury problem back then, Bob. So uh, I'm looking forward to him getting his coming up. And, and uh, I don't like my other last point is who do you think got shafted more here behind the scenes? Francona or Belichick? Oh, see, well, this is, Kevin, you're a plant. You're a plant for my my segue into the 2011 yep. correlation. That was actually just Coop. Whatever it is, really good impersonation. Yeah. He's, he's, he's earning his money. <laughs> but uh, but I'll just say this before Wait, I Coop should be here doing Twitch. I, before <laughs> yeah, I, right. before I get to that, I, I'll say this is that yeah, you know the the Patriots were the ultimate benefit of the doubt organization. I mean, this around here. Going back to the, 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 
ridiculousness of Deflategate or before that of the drafts. And it was the ultimate, well, every time you question them, it's like Mike Lombardi, who's come off this a little bit. When I got into it with him on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, how dare you question anything about Bill Belichick? Think about how stupid that is now. And and it goes with the crafts too. Is it it was the ultimate benefit of the doubt. Well, that's come and gone. And to to the point with the crafts, well, this is I'm not even talking about Robert anymore. I'm not. Right. Like what we're seeing now, and whether it's from the overt actions, him being at the press conferences, or we knowing that Jonathan Kraft is going to be the guy, or the behind the scenes leakage, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We know that Jonathan Kraft has officially entrenched himself as a decision maker, defined as a decision maker. So, all right, here do you go? Yep. Here you go. You want it? Then there then let's see what you're going to do with it and also let's see how you're going to react to it. And I mean, how are you going to react to it in terms of being accountable? You said he was going to be at the press conference. Yep. People have to ask, how is this going to work and how is it going to be different? And just to say it's going to be a, a collaborative thing, that's not acceptable because it's not going to be the same. If it was going to be the same, Bill Belichick would still, would still be, be here. here. Bingo. Yep. All right. Do you want to get my 2011 thing? Now? Yeah, let's do it. All oh, right. we, we do have an answer, though, on the, uh, right. the people rushing uh, Jerry World. This is from the text line. Uh, Dallas before the games. There is standing room only tickets. Okay, uh, at the at uh, AT and T Stadium. It says Jerry World has general admission standing areas, both end zones. Uh, so they do run there, and that's why. That so happens. Uh, you said before, if you want to feel old, you said something about Jim Harbaugh. Yes, I'll give you something else. I I slept out on the sidewalk for tickets for a Red Sox playoff game to get standing room seats. When was that? That was nineteen ninety. Okay. You weren't born. I was not born. Uh, I was negative seven. I was yes, but think about that. Obviously, it's everything's. Uh, I'm going to sleep on my computer. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but the whole idea was that where you sleep on the sidewalk and then they open the ticket office for standing room seats. Yep, that's what it was. So I was well ahead of my time. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of the Red Sox, let's let's yeah, do let's this. Hear it. Let's do this quick court. Let's do this quick comparison of 2011 to the, what's going on now with the Patriots. So, going through what happened in 2011 with the Red Sox, immediately, I'm talking about chicken and beer, historic collapse in September, Francona leaves, immediately after, everybody was covering the butt. Everybody. It was, what was happening was individual players were finding their specific ways to get their narrative out. You had the Bob Tomasi story. You had the Holer story. You had... Um, you had, I remember, you had Buckholz calling the station. You had John Lester picking some reporters to talk to. I talked to Josh Beckett for, you know, a, a Lanai in Fort Myers, whatever it was. Everybody was covering their butt because, and, and Theo left. Yeah. And it feels that exact way. For me, it feels that exact way, which was, this implosion, every what went wrong, everybody's pointing fingers, and and do I think there's going to be a Holer-esque? Maybe there kind of has been sort of Holer-esque stories come out. You mm-hmm. remember the one that came out in 2011? Yeah. Yep. Um, so it, it really is the same in that way. Now, where did they go? How is it different? What is the same? Well, with the, with the Red Sox, they went 
180 degrees different with Bobby Valentine. Right. And that was ownership. As we pointed out before, Zach Scott pointed out to us for his social media, that was ownership. They picked Bobby Valentine. They can say, we didn't have candidates. You picked Bobby Valentine. That was the guy. Much like they picked Gerard Mayo, that's the guy. I don't care what candidates. I don't care what contract it is. That's the guy you're, that you're picking. So the Patriots are doing the opposite, right? They're sort of saying it's status quo. Now, the one part where I'll say it compares to the Red Sox and the Patriots isn't 2011. It's what we brought up before, which is this this lack of understanding about who's making the decision. With the Red Sox, they finally get to the point, Dave Dombrowski. Dave Dombrowski has to be the be-all, end-all. Have to have one voice. Now we have to find out for the Patriots, are they going to do the Dave Dombrowski thing? You're looking at your phone like something's going yeah, on. Yeah, we have a little bit of, uh, I don't want to call it breaking news, but you know what? Let's, uh, let's, let's do a little breaking news. If we have it, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. So this has to do with the uh, the Patriots' new revamped coaching staff that we're reportedly getting into. And this is, uh, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, new Patriots coach Gerard Mayo has begun the process of filling out his staff. And he's set to interview Patriots or Panthers outside linebackers coach Tom Luke, Luke, Tom Lukabu for their defensive coordinator position, sources tell NFL Network. He's a former Boston College defensive coordinator. He's been with the 49ers and Bengals as well. So Patriots interviewing for their now vacant defensive coordinator position, Tem Lukabu. Okay, so the biggest takeaway there is that Steve Belichick, it does not look like Steve Belichick is going to be the just roll it over. Correct. The family is rolling out together. Yep. So, well, and, and, yeah, I think that the draw was the report earlier today that they've offered Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick the opportunity to come back. Yep. Um, But that doesn't mean you could offer everybody to come back. Exactly. So I I think. And I do wonder if Steve will be end up getting a uh you know an interview with the coordinator position i mean i'm sure they i'm sure he will but they're not just elevating him like like we yeah he's he's not going to be the defense coordinator i don't think no i i think that and i wouldn't have a problem if josh mcdaniels was the offensive coordinator neither would i no i mean it's it's a results business and not as a head coach but as an offensive coordinator for the new england patriots his results have been good all right we got to take a break because we have a guest from dallas coming on bobby belt Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3, the fan. He's going to give us – I'm really looking forward to this because it must be chaotic I down can't in wait. Dallas. I need to it's hear about gotta this. It's got to be good. All right, Bobby Bell coming right back after this. As you know, it's going to be speculation about your coach and his status, your thoughts about Mike and everything he's done this year. Yeah, he's been amazing. Um, I, I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. There you go, Dak Prescott. The voices are starting to come out. A lot of support from Mike McCarthy. Is there? Guy, uh, sure. One one person supporting. Who knows? But you know what? 
Don't don't rely on my take. No, nope, my right. Cadillac. Nope. I'm Rob Bradford with Joe Braverman. Let's rely on someone who's down the belly of the beast. Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan, Dallas Cowboys insider. Bobby, I'm sure everyone's just sitting there saying, it's okay. It's okay. We won the World Series. It's okay, right? Everyone's fine, right? Yeah. No, no problems. Yeah, absolutely. This is a Texas Rangers town. Always <laughs> has been, always will be. They carry the ratings, uh, you know, so that's, that's the big deal here. It's the Texas Rangers. We're still holding on to that. All right, so how chaotic is it down there right now? Set the scene. Uh, you know, there's, there, there's a little bit of a calm, and, and, and the Cowboys did this a couple years ago when they fired Jason Garrett, where everybody was was kind of waiting for something to happen, some big explosion post game where Jerry comes out here and gives us one of his famous, you know, firebrand quotes, or we hear, you know, stuff leak out that night or the next morning. And the Garrett thing ended up lasting for about four or five days while they kind of evaluated things. And I get the sense we're, we're kind of in the same holding pattern here where they're going to evaluate some things, they're going to do exit interviews, and we may not hear anything on the future of Mike McCarthy until, you know, Thursday, Friday, something like that. But there is a lot of, you know, chatter and expectation and, and curiosity, I think, surrounding this team right now, just from analysts and fans and everybody else. But, you know, I think the overwhelming thought at this point is that if you were going to lean one way, people at this point are expecting that Mike McCarthy will be fired. All right, so then let's cut right to the chase because the reason we're having you on here, WEEI in Boston. Besides you're an excellent person and, oh, yeah, and you're and you're highly educated and excellent at your job. Well, but, that's baked in. It's Bobby Bell. Okay. It's baked in. We, we, we yeah, know that. Of course. But the yeah, reason we have... The Rangers take. Exactly. <laughs> but the reason we have is not only is McCarthy definitely securely on the hot seat right now, but... Bill Belichick is a free agent. He is not currently employed. The Patriots moved on from him on Thursday. Um, your perspective, your thought on the potential pairing of Belichick in Dallas and also what the vibe on that is down there and if people would uh, would like to see that or if they'd like to see it potentially go elsewhere. You know, there's an interesting split, I think, when Belichick comes up, and, and that's among the fans, and I think – if you were to privately talk to people within the Cowboys organization and just ask, you know, pull some individuals there and just say, hey, let's say Mike gets fired, Bill Belichick, how would you feel about that? I, I think surprisingly you'd have like a, a, a faction that would say, yes, gung-ho, bring it on. This is the type of coach we need. We need somebody who's going to keep us disciplined and everything else. And then I think there's another portion that would be a little hesitant and would say, look, Belichick's going to kind of want things his way. Uh, you know, this isn't a guy to necessarily come in and push you over the top, push your group over the top. He'll want to kind of potentially tear things down, build them back up to his specifications. And so it would feel like taking a step back. Uh, And I know that, you know, they've built a a very strong roster and it's due in large part to Will McClay and the scouting staff that he has here in Dallas. And I think that there would be a natural tension there potentially with, with, Bill's ideas on personnel, what Bill wants, and and then what the scouting staff would want. And so if there would be any friction there, that might cause some opposition from people within the building. Now, ultimately, it's all up to Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones wants Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick wants to be here, it will it'll happen. And then no sort of protests from anybody, I think, will, will matter at that point. Um, but I do think that there will be – there would be some people that would probably – issue some concerns, not, not outright objections, but issue some concerns and just say, hey, is this the best fit for what we do here? And that's not even getting to the point of, does Bill Belichick potentially have any reservations about how things operate here in Dallas? Everything you hear from people uh, around the Cowboys and, and close to Jerry Jones is that Jerry is 
very high on Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick is very high on Jerry. They have a good relationship, uh, and that extends to Stephen Jones as well. That uh, Bill has a good relationship with Stephen, and so uh, I, I think that they would absolutely consider working with each other. I don't think that that's something that's off the table. It's not this impossible relationship, but I think there are other factors there that other parts of the organization would have questions about. Cowboys insider Bobby Belt of 105.3. The fan in Dallas joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. And and so, Bobby, one of the things or a big problem with the Bill Belichick dynamic here was picking the players. And you had made mention that the Cowboys have picked very, very good players. Who ultimately has the final say in terms of picking those players? When you when you credited the roster, you did not credit Jerry Jones, and I don't think Jerry Jones is probably going out and and breaking down and scouting everything. But this is this is sort of the gray area that we lived here in New England. Which Bill Belichick, how much say did he have when they picked a kicker in the fourth round? What is the dynamic like there? And if it has worked so well. Why would you change anything? So the Cowboys have a very unique, at least from the draft. So, so free agency is a different question. But free, in terms of the draft, there is a really thorough, unique scouting process that the Cowboys go through, and they've got a, a unique structure relative to the rest of the NFL. So it's, it's like this proprietary formula almost that they consider it and, and the way that they work. And so uh, strong scouting staff that then works with Will McClay, who is essentially their, you know, is, is in essence the role of general manager at a lot of teams. But here in Dallas, he's just senior uh, vice president of player personnel. And so Will McClay helps kind of build their draft board and, and present everything. And then when they sit down in the room, it is, you know, draft board is up there. They've got their player stack. And it's Mike McCarthy, uh, Will McClay, and Stephen Jones kind of making their points with maybe scouts or coaches coming in and arguing for certain players. And then Jerry Jones takes in all the information and, you know, tells them which direction to go. Now, Jerry is has, has changed a lot in 20 years. You know, 20 years ago, he was dictating a lot more than I think he is now. Now he's kind of taking in more information, gathering a consensus, and then just ruling on what he is sensing the consensus is. So Jerry gets credit for ultimately building the consensus and presenting it, but it is a, a number of people who who contribute to the process. And I think the biggest voice in the room, the most influential voice when Jerry's taking in that information is Will McClay. All right, so... Now we and we're with uh, Bobby Belt here from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas talking uh, Belichick, Dallas Cowboys, the the whole nine yards between that connection. So uh, the one other thing I want to get to here with you with with Dallas is Dak Prescott because um, mm-hmm. Dak is obviously you know he's on he's on a, a large deal. I, I forget how much you know better than us how, how many uh, how many years are left on his contract, but he's owed a lot of money. And I'm curious mm-hmm. your thoughts on Prescott whether they. Do make a coaching change, whether they do stick with McCarthy. I mean, Dak was obviously one of the better quarterbacks in football for the entire regular season. Finally was limiting turnovers, you know, through 30-plus touchdowns this year. But once again, they come up short in the postseason. And I don't think that's all on Dak. Obviously, the, the defense was a relative sieve yesterday on that uh, Jordan Love offense. But I guess your thoughts on Dak and uh, what they should do at quarterback moving forward and if, if you think he'll still be uh, the quote-unquote future with, with the Cowboys. So I am a big proponent of Dak Prescott. I'm, you know, there, there's a, a lot of negative talk that's been around. I, I've always been a believer in what Dak okay. has done since he's been here and believe in the trajectory and believe in 
not just who he is as quarterback, but the, the intangibles and how uniquely that's applied within being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that that's not something you can easily find anywhere else. So it's a, it's a very rare trait that when coupled with his football talent, I think makes him a rare commodity. Um, he has a year left on his contract, a massive damn near $60 million cap hit coming up in the offseason. They cannot carry that into the offseason. So what they are faced with essentially is they are going to have to give him an extension this offseason just to massage that number, do something with it. Um, and so naturally with that, they're probably locked in for another couple of years because Dak has all the leverage here from just a financial standpoint. When you just look at the books, that's where it is. Now, if Dak Prescott was a free agent and, and money was no factor, would they be evaluating some things? Potentially, um, just like they're evaluating things with Mike McCarthy, because in the playoffs, this has been an issue the last three years. You, you had two horrible games against San Francisco, and you have this collapse against the Green Bay Packers. That, that starts to raise questions about, is the stage too big for you? And that's not generally been a question about Dak in terms of mental toughness and, and his preparedness for games. But these three games, I think, have just made people pause a little bit and say, is there just a, a level of you know, playoff choker here? Um, and that's a fair question to ask. It's something that Dak is really going to have to work to, I think, reverse the narrative on moving forward. And, and it's a label that right now is probably fair to stick. Um, but one year left on the deal, they're going to have to extend them just to get the financial flexibility they need. Maybe they try to build some escape hatches within the, the language of the contract or the structure of the contract. But I would say it's really difficult to see him them moving on from him any time in the next two years, essentially. All right, Bobby, we're taking a deep breath. All right, everybody, everybody, the, the, the adrenaline has been rushing in throughout Dallas ever since the loss, probably ever since the first quarter yesterday. But now we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, and we mentioned Belichick. We mentioned Dak Prescott. Bobby Belt of 105.3, the fan. You're the GM. You're the guy. You're Jerry Jones. Congratulations. Tell me. Thank you. Tell me. You're welcome. <laughs> so at least I can do. Uh, we pay in T-shirts and smiles and GM positions. Uh, but t- tell me, tell me how to fix the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe it's Belichick. Maybe it's a new quarterback. Maybe it's something else. But you have to fix what what needs to be fixed. They can't have the same results. It's results business. How do you fix things? Yeah, I mean, they've got so much talent. Um, the, the problem is, this is one of the things that we've said consistently over 105 through the fan this year. Dallas, just as a talent base, they have a top five roster in the NFL. They are one of the five most talented teams in the NFL. They are one of the ten dumbest teams in the NFL. They are a stupid football team in a lot of ways. They, they make bad mental errors. They're just usually so talented that they can overcome a lot of it, or, or they're blowing teams out, so the little details don't matter as much. Um, and, and then when you know you step up and you get in a close game, they are really accentuated. Or when, you go, or when you're going up a really smart or, or tough football team, then it, it really shows up there. So I, I think that they've got to become more a more disciplined football team. They've got to get better at you know attention to details. They've got to become tougher. There are times – they've improved from the last couple of years when San Francisco really punched them in the mouth uh, two years ago. But this, you know, there, there were still issues at the end of the year in terms of their toughness and their physicality. And the run defense has been a problem for several years now. They just, their linebackers take bad reads, you know, step in the wrong gap, and it just creates these massive issues. So I would say they really need to strengthen the linebacker core, figure out the run defense a little bit, and then, honestly, they, they need a culture change. Because I'm not saying this is the reality of what happened, but when you watched the, the game on TV yesterday – 
did that not look to you guys like that is the way a team would play if they were trying to get their coach fired? Like, <laughs> like if, I if I asked 53 players, get your coach fired, they would play like that. Now, that may not be what they were actually doing, but that's what it looks like they were doing. And so I, I think that there just needs to be a shift in this culture. I, I think they honestly need a little bit of a drill sergeant. And I know we've thrown out the name Belichick here. Honestly, I think a name that if they were to move on from Mike McCarthy bears watching that that would fit and check a lot of boxes of what they're looking to change uh, is another name that's relevant in New England, and that would be Mike Vrabel. I think Vrabel would get I think Vrabel would get some serious interest from them. All right, Bobby Belt, one hundred five three, the fan, Dallas Cowboys insider. Man, I know that things are busy, things are popping there. I, we really appreciate you taking the time. You offered a perspective which we desperately needed. Believe me, Bobby, we desperately needed this. This is the this is the epicenter of the football world today, Dallas. So, congratulations on the Rangers World Series win, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely, I was going to say it's not that busy a time. You caught us in the Rangers off season. Take care, we're Nathan Avaldi, for us. We're- yeah, yeah, we're sitting here just trying to evaluate which uh, pitcher that needs Tommy John we're going to sign next so that we can have a whole rotation that comes back in July. See, if Jerry Jones owned both teams, they would sign Jordan Montgomery today to take all the heat off the Cowboys. So there you go. Uh, although That's that wouldn't the work. move. <laughs> all right, Bobby, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, Bobby Belt, 105.3 of the game. Uh, I'm sorry, the fan uh, in Dallas. I love that perspective. I love all that. Like we've had Lance Erline earlier talking about the draft, and and Bobby talking about the Cowboys and Belichick. All of it is that we can rant and rave about the million different angles of the Patriots, but now we have to start reaching out the tentacles. Oh yeah, yeah, to figure out like how the rest of the world is viewing what's going on here, and and what's going on here includes the Bill Belichick where he's going to land. All right, I'm Rob Bradford. That's Mike Cadlick, Joe Braven behind the glass. Be back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.